This week, Andy Jassy steps up as the new Amazon CEO. If you're looking for a new job or career, TikTok may have a solution for you. And there is something that's coming this month from nothing. Those are some of tech to... Okay, let me start over. Those are some of tech news stories for this, for this week. It's Sunday, July 11th, 2021. My name is Kirk Corliss. And I'm Scott Ertz. And this episode 91 of the GNC Week in Review podcast, proud partner of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. We are live on gncweekly.com slash live, so please be sure to say hello in chat or in comment. Also, be sure to like and subscribe to the GNC WIR channel on YouTube. If you miss a live video, that's okay. You can always catch the you always catch the replay later. If you are a listener, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast where you can find on the right-hand side column at gncweekly.com. Uh, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. If you have a comment, be it on social media or email, and those links can be found at gncweekly.com forward slash connect. And I'm trying to get this one banner <laughs> out of the way here. Playing multiple uh, buttons here. <laughs> I was I was like doing it along with it. <laughs> All right, let's try this again. There we go. Okay, there we go. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so now I got technical issues out of the way and the and the lower thirds and the graphics. Oh, that means the whole rest of the show is going to be smooth sailing. <laughs> right. That's usually what that means, right? Exactly. Well, you probably realize, well, if you're listening live or listening on, on the uh, podcast later um, or watching live, it is Sunday. It's not Friday. Uh, took a couple weeks off um, and Scott had some, had some things going on on Friday. So we're back um, and on a Sunday. Uh, normally, yeah, shot on a new day. There you go. <laughs> so we're here on a Sunday evening. Um, normally, the show is Friday evenings at uh, 8 p.m. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. So I'm glad to be back. We are so glad to be back with you. Indeed. On and just to this... keep just to keep everybody on their toes, F5 Live is not tonight. It's tomorrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> this whole weekend's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so everything I'm involved in is on the wrong night. That's all right. That's all right. Well, well, I'm glad we're glad to um, be back with you guys uh, this week on this episode. And turn it down my phone. There we go. Okay. Awesome. Okay. That's where it was coming from. <laughs> right. So that was, that was my fault. I apologize. All right. So, um, so great, great to be back with you guys uh, this week. Um, and one thing I want to want to mention to you guys this evening is the podcast awards um, is is now open live now for um, for listener nominations, right? For listener nomination, listener listener nominations. Um, it's going to be on until the July thirtieth, I believe. And if you go to podcastawards.com. And I'm going to share our screen right now. If you guys are watching live right now, and there we go. Okay, all right. So if you go to podcastawards.com, you would it's going to ask you to, with your uh, first name, last name, email address, and uh, when you go after that, it'll ask you to confirm the uh, the link or to confirm confirm the li confirm link uh, when you get the email, and you go to the site. And all the way down to the bottom. Now, a couple of things. 
uh, we're on we're, this podcast and also Scott F5 Live um, technology as well. So you would um, click on here to vote for GNC <laughs> Week in Review. Um, also, or which I recommend, definitely GNC Week in Review, but also there's F5 Live Refresher Technology. So definitely we appreciate your vote or nomination vote. Um, and we'll have a link up in the show notes. Um, and I po we posted it on the GNC Week Facebook page and also Twitter. Scott um, with F5 Live also has his um, shared as well. So you click on GNC Week in Review. And all the way at the top, it's the Adam Curry's People Choice Award. And there is a lot of podcasts here. There are. <laughs> Holy smoke. And F5 Live is not in that collection because I decided there were too many. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. So for GNC Week in Review, just click on that and um, and then submit. And there's, all, and there's also other podcasts here. Yeah. I'm not really familiar with a lot of these. There's so definitely, definitely check out, you know, if, if you listen to other shows, which most people who listen to podcasts listen to more than one, mm -hmm. definitely look through the lists, see if there are other shows that you listen to and uh, help them out too. Absolutely. Uh, chances are. <laughs> If they have put themselves in, mm -hmm. uh, you have heard them uh, make the same pitch to you. Right. Uh, but definitely give it a shot. Look look and yeah. see if there's another show that you listen to that's in here. Help them out as well. Absolutely. Um, I definitely uh, filled out like 11 of the categories. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> so it had nothing to do with uh, going in here just for, for our stuff. I definitely filled out for others as well because... You should. Yep, absolutely. So definitely, um, yeah, and I listen to some of the podcasts I listen to is not only either for some reason, um, but definitely check us to check it out. Definitely vote or nominate us um, for, um, you know, for the technology category. Also, F5, F5 Live. Now, sounds got earlier. And there will be another, there will be another phase after this. Mm -hmm. And we're right. And we will let everybody know what that looks like when it's time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but for right. right now, this is how you can help us out. Yep, absolutely. Definitely. And, you know, and, and if I was telling Scott earlier before, you know, if we get nominated, it's, it's awesome. If F5 Live gets nominated, that's awesome too. So absolutely. I will definitely throw my support in uh, with uh, definitely vote for um, Dr. Mundu that. And right now, because it's uh, right now. <laughs> so we'll do that. We'll just do so. That's so funny because under mine, I put GNC. <laughs> All right, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> So definitely do that, and we definitely appreciate all your support. We always appreciate all of, all of our listeners and viewers of the podcast. It means tremendously, means tremendous to us. So we thank you so 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 much for um, all your support. Okay, all right. So let's jump in the news this week. Um, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos stepped down on stepped down as CEO on Monday, and Andy Jassy, who ran Amazon's cloud computing business, is replacing him. This was a change that the company announced in February. Bezos will take over the role of executive chair with plans to focus on new products initiatives. In a blog post to employees earlier this year, Bezos says he planned to vote more time to side projects, including his space exploration company, Blue Origin, his philanthropic initiatives and overseeing the Washington Post, which he owns, 
Jesse has been who has been with Amazon since 1997. Ran, ran the cloud computing business that powers video streaming site Netflix, and major companies, making it one of Amazon's most profitable businesses. Now there are reports that there are challenges for Jesse when there are growing calls for tighter regulation on tech giants. The report by the House. House Judiciary Committee in October calling for possibly breaking up Amazon and others, making it harder for them to acquire companies and imposing new rules to safeguard competition. I think you guys on F5 Live, I think was this past week or before that about the about big tech breaking up and and how that's going to affect consumers down the road. Yeah. Um, so there was a we, we covered that on the show on the last episode, which I think was two weeks ago because mm-hmm. um, we were off for the fourth. Um, and then, uh, tomorrow night we will be talking about the executive order, uh, that was signed on Friday that has a lot of targeting in it as well, including, um, adding scrutiny to the big tech companies. So, uh, it will be a topic that will show up again a little bit tomorrow, although we're going to talk about it from the internet side of things. Yeah, and that's the one thing that uh, well, Jesse. I mean, he's well versed in the company, and you know, and I think that that maybe I don't know how this is going to play. You know, with how Congress, because Congress, we were talking about this in the previous episodes. I know you guys been that how Congress wants to get their little <laughs> grubby fingers in these companies, and there's a lot of there's a lot of things where. I would believe, you know, Congress should be in, in in these companies, and some that shouldn't. And and I believe that the new the new head of the FTC, uh, Amazon, I believe, asked her to step down, recuse herself, because of the because uh, of the um, MG because they're trying to buy uh, get MGM. Uh huh. And there's been a lot of questions about that, and so I'm just kind of curious what's going to happen with that and. You know if it's going to go if that's that merging to go through or not it's all so much more complicated when everybody's in bed together isn't it <laughs> <laughs> that's because that's where we are there's too much overlap mm-hmm. in these groups and it's created this situation oh the ftc has to the head of the ftc has to step down because there's already a, oh well you know what once we're at that point things have gotten weird mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it's going to, if how it's, I mean, because back in the day when there was all these mergers, you know, it, you know, they, you know, they're like, okay, we're going to do, you're going to make sure you're going to do this, 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 and this. Um, and if not, then you're going to get this, this, and this and hefty fines. So with this merger with MGM, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. That one's, that one's going to be a mess. That one's mm-hmm. going to be a problem. Yeah. That's going to be really sticky. So I'm just kind of curious what's going to happen. And, you know, and good on, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll we'll see what happens in the next coming weeks, months with it. So, but, you know, um, Jesse, good on you. So all the best to you. Godspeed. (laughs) All right. It's it's good timing because uh, he's about to try and go to space, Mm. which would not be great for the CEO of one of the largest companies on the planet. Mm-hmm. Just saying. <laughs> right. <laughs> Seems like the timing might have had something to do with that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and speaking of the, uh, the, well, speaking of um, Richard Branson had his, and it was all over the news uh, this morning about uh, 
know, the, uh, his, uh, touching beating the him there, <laughs> beating them there by five days. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Curse you. <laughs> Apparently Bezos is pissed from what I, I understand. He is absolutely furious. <laughs> Uh, that that he beat him there by five days because this date had been planned for quite a while, mm-hmm. and for uh, for Branson to come in and go, oh yeah, by the way, um, in like two and a half weeks, uh, on this date, I'm gonna go to space, and I'll be the first one. <laughs> <laughs> but what kills me is that these billion these billionaires. I mean, there's so much things going on in this world. You know, why go? Why dump billions of dollars? I mean, you have like Elon Musk with Starlink. I mean, okay, granted, I'm sorry, granted, you know, he's doing something good, throwing up satellites for broadband, you know, uh, broadband connectivity to everyone. Good on him. Good on him. However, <laughs> there's other things going on in this world that <laughs> you don't need to spend billions of dollars going up into space, lasting for, what, a hot minute? Because all it was was a hot minute. I saw on, I think, I can't remember what it was on MSNBC. It was like they were up for about maybe a half hour, hour, and came right yeah. back down. Yeah. At which, by the way, is basically the vomit comment. It's, it is so barely different than that mm-hmm. that it doesn't even make sense to me to have mm-hmm. spent that kind of time and money for, what's the word? Nothing. Right. And speaking of that, <laughs> speaking of that, um, this is this is uh, this press release came out with basically literally nothing. And there's a it, there's a tech startup that's called nothing. And they're announcing its day. Yeah. <laughs> we, we thought the boring company had a weird and boring name. No, right. Right. This gets less here. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're announcing their debut. They're, they're announcing a debut pair uh, of true wireless earbuds. It's called the Nothing Ear One. Uh, they're announcing at 9 a.m. Eastern on July 27th, which is about two and a half weeks from now. Uh, this is from the uh, the company's founder, Carl Pay. Now, if you don't know, he's best known as one of the co-founders of OnePlus, a company he parted ways with last year. This is coming. This launch, um, reported, comes in, comes around a month later than the June launch window. Nothing previously announced. See, as like I'm reading my script and I'm like, <laughs> that was making sense. Um, after Pay Pay tweeted that the company was delaying the launch because it had a had quote a few things left to finalize. How about the name? <laughs> um, there's not much a whole lot of details about the nothing ear one. Um, they better keep, they've been teasing some details about it for the past few months. Uh, they'll have a quote stripped down aesthetic featuring transparent materials in their construction. And that's been designed in collaboration with teenage engineering. Not a great name. <laughs> um, there's been What's nothing happening new- <laughs> here. This, honestly, this sounds like a prank. What? <laughs> it sounds a lot like somebody took a press release and then mm-hmm. turned it into a Mad Lib and then used a random word generator to fill it in. In, in collaboration with Teenage Engineering. What? <sighs> I understand. The good, a lot of the good business names have been taken. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. you have to go to a bad one. You can go right. an okay one. <laughs> isn't there a website? Isn't there a website or an app called a random name generator? 
I don't think it would get weirder than this. <laughs> okay, so um, the uh, so nothing is saying that. Um, <laughs> Every time this is see this, remember you said this is gonna be a weird show, weird, weird episode. You hit, we hit Pater. Um, <laughs> wireless earbuds are the first product category that they're playing to tackle, but but Pay has talked about moving into more into more areas over time. In an interview with The Verge in January, Pay said the company eventually hopes to build up an entire ecosystem of interconnected devices. Um, he said, Pay said, quote, the ultimate vision of having everything connected in a seamless way that can only happen when you have multiple when you have multiple categories of process of products. Doesn't Apple have the same thing? <laughs> they have they have the iPad. Everything's connected and everything's connected with Apple, with be it iPhone, iPad, their Macs, their um their um uh their um oh what the hell's that their their speaker oh the home pod the home pod yeah thank you okay which by the way <laughs> uh do not upgrade to the uh the audio os uh 15 beta because apparently it's melting speakers oh no <laughs> so the 16 people who bought them are <laughs> apparently having them sacrificed by apple Anyway, that's oh, not boy. our topic. I yeah, just not. read that earlier in the week and thought that was hilarious. I like, thought it, nope, I thought nobody hilarious. wanted these, and the ones that actually did were going to ruin remotely. Huzzah! Oh my goodness! And we had to talk about it earlier before we came on. You know that it's like I mean again. You know you have Sony, Apple, Sennheiser, Monster. Um, you have all these different Apple. companies. Apple, yeah, because we've got we've got Beats in there, which is Apple, right? Good point. Okay, so you have all these companies, and we were discussing earlier. We we're talking about earlier on the. We should do a pre-show, definitely. You know, that's one of the things we should do, and I think with with if we get like with Patreon or something like that, definitely we should definitely do a pre-show because a lot happens. <laughs> yeah, while we're talking and preparing, a lot of weird stuff happens. Right, we talk right. a lot of topics during it. Right, exactly. So it's like, but I'm just, I'm just curious. It's like, why would this company? Go into an avenue where it's heavily saturated, where there's other avenues or other categories in the tech space that they can work on, and not not only work on but be better than the others. Have impact on. Exactly. Because exactly, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, a startup is unlikely to have an impact on an industry that is headed by companies like Sony, Monster, and Apple. Mm -hmm. I, yep. Sorry. And even if they have a small impact, one of them is going to buy them. Right. Right. Which might be their point. Who knows? Right. It could be one, it could be one of those startups that was started simply with the intention of being uh, purchased by somebody instead of like being excited about building a thing. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Yeah, I'm just kind of wondering because I mean, imagine <laughs> everything goes back to CES. Imagine if they if they were at if they were at CES and, you know, imagine if, if anyone, anyone would, would pass by their booth and say, well, what's so unique about, about your earbuds than say Apple or yeah. monster or what's so unique? Because when I was, we were talking about earlier, you know, and you know, talking about earlier, the press release was limited. Mm-hmm. 
they're not giving all, there's nothing really that anything that I saw. And I, I know you're a guru of headphones. So, I, so basically I think, so I nothing, try. <laughs> no, you are. I, I think you're like, you're like the guru of, of headphones to me. I mean, you know, you might agree or not. Nothing really stands out for me, for me to purchase, purchase one, to be honest. What's this going? Mm. What happened? What happened? Oh, you said nothing really stands out for me. And it's funny because it's the name of the company. Um, <laughs> maybe that's what they're hoping for. The people, the people will misunderstand when you say nothing stands out about your product. Oh, I almost spit out my drink. It was so mean. Anyway, yeah, no, I I looked into it. It, I don't know. It doesn't yeah. seem like there's, they don't talk about the headphones, mm-hmm. uh, which for me is a problem. Right. Because um, I want to hear about, you know, what kind of driver are you using? Why not? I think they said that they were being made with transparent materials. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So it's 97. Got it. What are we talking about? <laughs> yeah. In 97, we all had a, a corded little princess phone that right. was transparent. Oh, no. There were all the transparent Macs, and mm-hmm. then Compact tried to steal the idea. I, okay, so your only pitch is welcome to 97. Right. <laughs> and it's the only real information they've given. Right. It's not, it's not ideal. No. It, it just it doesn't seem either they haven't actually made the product, and so right. therefore they can't give us any details, yeah. which is possible, or there's nothing special. I, I and and it's basically nothing. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, the name might be right. <laughs> and I guarantee you, I again, I just honestly think that they're going to put themselves out there, you know. And I got the when I got the press release, and then I was doing some research and looking at the various news outlets, you know, on on it. I'm trying to like I was trying something desperately trying to find something tangible to report on. But there was nothing to report on it. Report on it. There wasn't. It was basically. Congratulations. There's nothing to report on. Uh, and that, honest to God, that's where the story comes in. It yep. is merely about puns with their stupid name. Right. Because it does seem that their name is correct. There's nothing there. Right. <laughs> and that's why if you're watching live, uh, if you're watching live on um, watching live on YouTube on or GNC Week Lab, GNC Weekly uh, Live slash Live. The title, show title is something that's coming from nothing. <laughs> because <Yeah>. what we're because <laughs> what I'm putting because I, I always like it also too. Scott really you know helps out with the title too as well sometimes, you know, and has the graphic for the thumbnail for you know we put published later. <laughs> this is gonna be really fun. This is gonna be a really fun thumbnail later in about about a half hour or hour from now. When I, it might just be white. <laughs> I like it. With a slight <laughs> like haze to it. <laughs> I like it. Oh, I love it. Oh my goodness gracious. Yeah, I yeah, so I'm just curious and hopefully well, it's uh, the 27th, so so 2 weeks from tomorrow, so on our Friday, July 30th, um that's going to be um 
<laughs> it's going to be interesting. We're definitely, I'm going to definitely make, keep an eye on this. Um, and we uh, have it, to. yeah, I'm going <laughs> to, cause this is too weird. <laughs> I'm definitely going to keep an eye on this. And if you guys out there want to know about, <laughs> if you want to like, uh, find out what other names could be coming up with this company, <laughs> gncweekly.com slash connect. <laughs> Let us know yeah. what, you <laughs> what comes after the nothing ear which is a hard sentence to say out loud because oh. all of grammar tells me stop oh. talking. Oh, and when I was, when I was putting up the, the rundown in the script, I was just, everything, I chuckled ready to get back and I'm still chuckling. I'm probably going to chuckle, chuckle on me. I'm going to be chuckling and laughing when I get this Appropriately. Back. Right. <laughs> Because it's weird. <laughs> it is the most weirdest. This is the most weirdest. I think, you know, we should mark this, you know, at the end of the year when we have an end of year show. And we probably like do like a top five weird things, uh, weird news, uh, the news of the week or the year. <laughs> this is going to be on a top. This is going to be at least in the top five. <laughs> it's got to. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to. Yeah. So we definitely have, um, obviously, it's not here yet, but definitely, I'm, we're going <laughs> to, I'm going to definitely. Put up. I'm gonna make up something special, a special. Uh, do a special episode of the top five weirdest <laughs> tech news of the year. Yep. All right. All right. Moving right along to something even more bizarre. Oh, good. <laughs> TikTok. TikTok has launched a pilot program that allows people in the U.S. to apply for entry, associate, and senior level positions. By tagging videos they upload to the platform using hashtag TikTok resumes hashtag. Um, you can see there's a list of, of approximately, you can see a list of approximately three dozen companies that are taking part in the pilot, as well as the jobs are hiring for by visiting TikTok's dedicated resumes website. Nope. So, yeah, exactly. Some of them nope. are. <laughs> Society is complete. We're done. That. <laughs> Some of the most notable brands taking part, including Shopify, Target, and a Detroit, Piston, Detroit Pistons. Applicants have until July 31st to apply for the first set of jobs posted on the platform. In expanding in this way, the company says, quote, believes there's an opportunity to bring more value to people's experience with TikTok by enhancing the utility of the platform as a channel for recruitment. Hard pass. I mean, you know, back, I mean, I always believe, you know, to you submit your resume or upload your resume whomever because i want to update my resume as well you know give you night you know your your name experiences i've seen some of the videos they had they posted they're like they're all cheery and excited and you know and i'm so and so and well i do this, this and they're like just giddy about it i'm like <laughs> yeah you want to spritz them with water like a cat right exactly why like, where i mean is this like for me tiktok i don't i'm not on tiktok are you no no okay all right no, because, i okay i talk very poorly about it mm -hmm. and i definitely feel like after after all the crap i've given them over the years mm -hmm. um basically calling them a a spy arm for the chinese government by putting myself on there it'd be mm -hmm. a little hypocritical Right. Michelle pitched it recently, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to run it, that's fine. 
I don't know that my face could appear because I'm pretty sure they'd find me. And for those who are new to the podcast, Michelle Mendez is the executive producer for um, FI, FI Live. Technically uh, for Plug It's Live Presents. Plug, Plug It's Live, excuse me. Plug It's Live, sorry. I always get the title, her title mixed up. Yeah, so she's a executive producer for um, Although if she was, If she was physically over here, I'd ask her to produce f5 live too <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm not on t- i'm not on tiktok i don't use it i just think it's for it's for teenagers and people that are in, in their uh, early 20s it's you know it's the new snapchat as mm-hmm. far as i'm concerned right and i'm gonna tell you the same kind of weird things that made snapchat uncomfortable for me and the reason why i'm not there mm-hmm. i'm not there but the company is i don't know that we've posted anything since ces 2020 but, but I don't think it's a, a spy arm of the Chinese government. So I haven't talked. I just don't understand it. I don't understand Snapchat. And mm-hmm. But the weird things, the things that made me uncomfortable about Snapchat mm-hmm. all seem to exist on TikTok mm-hmm. and more publicly, which is not better mm-hmm. because there's like, like inappropriate content aimed at or made by kids oh it makes me uncomfortable right if you want to uh if you want to become a video editor for abercrombie and fitch however you can uh apply through uh tiktok whatever this stupid thing is (laughs) but better better be a damn good tiktok video right if you're applying to be a video editor through a video platform it better be a damn good video but and usually tiktok videos from what i understand is, le- is a minute or less right yes and okay. usually kids dancing in less clothing than they probably should <laughs> mm-hmm. which is part of mm-hmm. what makes me super uncomfortable about mm-hmm. tiktok and why i probably would never hire somebody who tried to send me a tiktok video right yeah i'm not on it but also too is like with a i mean you know your resume is supposed to i mean the whole purpose of a resume is when you when you apply you're supposed to make yourself good than everyone else so how do you like so the question is how do you like shoot a video and label it as a resume and throw it into the sea <laughs> it's honest to god it's a message in a bottle that's what tiktok is mm-hmm. and hopefully people find your island and most people never do. Most people are never found and they die a gruesome death alone on their island. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that is the most unbelievable. And even what's even more believable that Americans now spend more TikTok, more time on TikTok on YouTube. Uh-oh. This is according to Linux from App Annie's latest state of mobile report. I'm terrified of where this status headed. Right. Well, it, well, it gets better, which tracks trends in consumer behavior on a wide range of mobile apps from 2019 to 2021. The report found that in the U.S. people who use Android phones now spend an average 24.5 hours in TikTok per month compared to 22 hours per month in YouTube. Um, two and a half hours may be a slim difference, but by judging by App Annie's data, the gap will widen in December 19, the beginning of the firm's management period. Americans were spending 16 hours per month on TikTok versus around 21.5 on YouTube, meaning TikTok's user engagement has grown significantly while YouTube's has grown very little. 
TikTok also leads YouTube in the UK, where users spend around 26 hours per month on YouTube on TikTok, around and around 16 per month on YouTube. Overall, App Annie found that it, during its measurement period, during its measurement period, TikTok's average monthly time spent per user quote grew faster than nearly every other app analyzed, including the including 70% in the US and 80% in the UK, surpassing Facebook. And this is uh, well, again. Facebook's been, Facebook's been on a downward trajectory for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, and other news about Facebook is going <laughs> to make us might go down even more. So I, I again, I don't see like again from what I understand. I mean, I mean, you know, from from I don't, I don't use it, but it seems to me I, that I understand. Mm-hmm. I, I'm looking at the jobs, mm-hmm. and I get it. Nobody is trying to hire a, a chief financial officer. Okay. Through this. Okay. Uh, I was looking at uh, attention, mm-hmm. and attention is hiring account supervisor mm-hmm. for TikTok, an associate creative director, a creative producer for TikTok. A creative strategist for brand partnerships, probably selling ads on their TikTok videos. Mm-hmm. A production coordinator for their TikTok videos. A project manager for brand partnerships. And then you go over to bold.org. What are they looking for? They're looking for an engagement marketing manager, a social media intern for TikTok, and a TikTok content creator. Uh, so it... It literally seems like the things they're trying to hire through this. All right. Chipotle is trying to find people to work in their restaurants. So it's not entirely that, mm. but based on Chipotle's customer uh, employee, ba- no, excuse me, employee base. You know, if you've ever been in one, um, mm. they all look like they spend time on TikTok. Right. So, so if you're hiring for a specific thing, especially if it's TikTok related, which a lot of this is, mm-hmm. it's either it's either uh, no no like low skill jobs, right? L- low value add jobs. Mm-hmm. Somebody somebody working at Chipotle or Forever Twenty One or Hollister or something like that, mm-hmm. or influencer, communications manager, and video creator. That. <laughs> which is for a company called home talk. No idea what they do. So it seems like it actually kind of makes sense if you're looking for a social media manager or something like that. Right. Okay. Starting it at the social media level makes sense to me. I get Mm -hmm. it. I am not looking for that person. I probably should be (laughs) (laughs) because it's definitely not me. Uh, Right. I loathe social media um so it's a weird industry to be in for me but yeah, yeah but i don't know i don't know that i would be hiring somebody this way mm-mm, mm-mm. i wouldn't either who are hiring this way they're hiring for people a lot of it is for hiring for people who are living on tiktok as their job so i get okay. it eh. but also social media can bite you in the butt because if you're working for a company and let's say for whatever reason you know, you put them on blast on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of a sudden, Sherwin Williams fires you because you're 
telling people right. cool yep. paint colors to make and I selling more paint and paying for it out of your own money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All of a yep. sudden you're out of a job. Yep. Yeah. That's the most that when I saw that, that was, that was the worst. Yeah. I, if I were home Depot, mm -hmm. I would have publicly hired that guy. Oh, absolutely. Oh, without a doubt. I would, I would have, I would have gone out of my way to very publicly hire that guy and pay for his paint as he designed new colors on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, I don't understand TikTok, but I understand how that was a success and would have been good for Sherwin Williams if they hadn't gotten in the way. It would have right. been good for somebody else to step in and go, nope, nope, nope. Great idea. Come mm -hmm. work for us. We'll buy your paint. Yeah, something tells me he's probably because he got from what i saw in the news about that he i'm pretty sure he's got a job somewhere you know and doing and doing quite well but i think but again i just don't see the need for because i always believe social media social media has is a blessing and it's also a detriment um and i i i, I am certainly more on the second part of that one than the first yeah i I'm, i view it as a social contagion more than anything yeah I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of gotten, you know, it's kind of, kind of gotten, like you said, a downward slope. Exactly. That's exactly. And, and, and to have, you know, to have TikTok use the beat for that many people, which blows my mind. If anyone's on, if, if you will use TikTok, if you know people that don't TikTok and love it, let us know gncweekly.com slash connect, because I'm just kind of curious, what is the hype with it? I really don't get it. I tried to have Danielle explain to me Snapchat and it never worked. I have tried to have her explain to me TikTok and it's never worked, but I also didn't understand Vine and I equally didn't understand um, uh, Musical.ly, which is what what TikTok was before it was TikTok. Right. I don't get it. I The only <laughs> thing I get is that I have always liked their branding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's weird to like the branding of a company you do not understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't understand it either. I'm just I I don't get it either. But I think I think that TikTok, when it comes to they're just trying to like you know like I said, other companies are trying to you know throw something against the wall, see if it sticks. You know, but yeah, you know, with that program, it's a pilot program, so yeah. But if you're using it. Well, whatever. Okay. I just want to say the beginning of this this job ad on here says, what does it mean to be a homie? <laughs> so I think that's a great place to end that story. Mm -hmm. Moving. <laughs> I have definitely dug way too weird into this. Yeah, we don't want to go into the we're going to the weeds, so we're gonna get out of this. All right, other news this week: Verizon is looking to acquire TrackPhone, but the Federal Communication Commission has yet to greenlight the acquisition. There are a few aspects of the deal that the FCC is still looking into. So, Verizon and TrackPhone CEOs decided to quell some of the fears that the FCC expressed during the during since the beginning of this year. Uh, Verizon CEO of the consumer group Ron, Ronan Dunn and TrackPhone CEO Eduardo Diaz Corona made some interesting comments during a teleconference with acting FCC chairwoman Ro Jessica Rosen 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 Worsell. If I'm mispronouncing his first name, I apologize. For example, Verizon CEO said that after a deal is closed, 
track phone customers will be offered 5G devices and services via Verizon, and they'll also be allowed to keep their current plans. That will be a huge deal for, for them, as more than 20 million track phone customers are already using Verizon Network. Uh, another important aspect that prevents FCC from giving the deal the green light is the lifeline uh, situation. Mm-hmm. TrackPhone is known as a major provider of lifeline services, a federal program that offers discounts to all to customers that can't afford carrier services. In, <clears throat> excuse me. In that regard, Verizon CEO said that the carrier is committed to TrackPhone at lifeline business and will continue to offer these services. More importantly, he promises that within six months after the deal closes, Verizon will introduce a service plan to Lifeline other prepaid customers through TrackPhone. They'll include 5G services. Also, all TrackPhone customers will get to keep their current Lifeline service plans. So, uh, the fact here, okay. So here's what I hear. That was a lot of words. Here's what I hear: the FCC so totally misunderstands what happens with government funded programs that they think that Verizon would even potentially walk away from the federal government guaranteed paying them for cellular service when they can't guarantee that anybody else will. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That seems like a total misunderstanding Mm -hmm. because the goal is, predictable recurring revenue that's how you make a service business work right the government paying however many lifeline uh for those who don't know lifeline was commonly called the obama phone uh which was put into place by george w bush so the name definitely makes sense uh because <laughs> this is a night of weird names right um, <laughs> and it's not nothing <laughs> no it's not nothing it is however named after commonly named after the wrong president uh, <laughs> anyway um so the government is saying we will pay for service for people who can't who couldn't have been your customer anyway we will pay you for it mm-hmm. and now they're afraid oh if you buy track phone you may not want our money Incorrect. Incorrect. Guaranteed that's why they want track phone (laughs) is because they want the government's money, not in a fear of losing it. Mm -hmm. So, well, not to mention, well, not to mention, but 5G is not even out across for everyone. So, and even too, 5G, not only is it not only is it not available everywhere. But also, if you add 5G to your service, be it if it's a lifeline plan or not, you know you're gonna you're gonna pay more. Yeah, and and so is the government. Right. <laughs> if you offer 5G service on Lifeline, they can charge the government more. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the and again, the idea that the acting commissioners like oh we think if you buy them you're going to shut down lifeline mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't understand business you're in the wrong job there champ yep think <laughs> <laughs> good thing you're just acting chairwoman because uh right you're the wrong person for the job mm-hmm. yeah i would like to it's going to be interesting what's going to happen if this this goes through because i don't know i i have my yeah. doubts on it track phone has been an mvno running on mostly on Verizon for uh 
the contract switched from AT&T or singular slash AT&T exclusive in 06. And they've branched out that I think they're now 80, 20 mm -hmm. uh, Verizon AT&T. Yep. They're already, they're paying <laughs> Verizon for use of their network. Which could only be more expensive and not less expensive mm -hmm. than just operating it directly. Right. They're a reseller of a thing. Mm -hmm. A reseller means that there's a middleman. A middleman means that there's more cost. This would literally have the, the ability to make the service less expensive. Yeah. But uh, logic is not ever on the menu <laughs> when the FCC is involved. Right. Especially when dealing with uh, major telecoms. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's uh, what, what was her name with the last name? We weren't sure. Rosen Wurzel. Rosen. Um, or. Or uh, Ajit Panay, I think, was the last guy. doesn't matter which one it is. <laughs> You're not – logic does not factor in when the FCC gets involved. Right. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's with most companies. <laughs> All Certainly right. most government organizations. Right. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. All right. Next up, Airbnb has blocked or redirected, quote, potentially risky reservation attempts from over 50,000 people across 15 cities part of the crackdown on parties in its properties during the pandemic. This includes 7,000 in Dallas, 6,000 in San Diego, 5,100 in Charlotte, 3,500 in St. Louis, 3,000 in Columbus, and 2,700 in New Orleans. Um, this is from the company's head of trust and safety communication, communications, Bet Bright, who is telling The Verge, <clears throat> The Denver Post reports that it's blocked 5,000 people from making bookings in Phoenix, 4,500 Las Vegas, 4,500 Seattle, 2,600 in Denver, 2,600 in Portland, 1,800 in Salt Lake City, and 1,500 in Albuquerque. Uh, the company told WLWT5, quote, in the past year, this technology has blocked or redirected potentially risky reservation attempts for more than 2,000 people in Cincinnati. Cincinnati while 3,800 people were blocked in Austin, as according from KXAN, <clears throat> the total number of blocked bookings may be higher, Airbnb says, <clears throat> since each of these blocked individuals may have attempted to take more than one booking. Um, Bright outlines the Denver Post, which kinds which kinds of bookings and systems has been automatically blocking in the U.S. since July last year. He says, quote, if you're under the age of 25 and you don't have a history of positive reviews, we will not allow you to book an entire home listing local to where you live. Well, that's oh. fair. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. I would like to point out. I'm going to read these cities. Dallas, San Diego, Charlotte, St. Louis, New Orleans, Las Vegas, Seattle. Portland and Columbus, Ohio. One of these is not like the others. Right. One of these is certainly not known as a party city. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> I definitely don't think, you know, I want to go, I want to, I want to have a, a house party. New Orleans, San Diego, Las Vegas. Now Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> 
<laughs> weird, 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 weird. Even weirder was that Cincinnati was in the list as well. Mm-hmm. Why was Ohio in that list twice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I and and Reno is not. Mm-hmm. Something's fishy here. <laughs> <laughs> I would have expected Reno to be on that list in big, bright, blinking numbers. In but the no. uh... <laughs> hmm. Oh, I never known yeah. that. I never known that. Uh... Well, I haven't. I haven't used Airbnb, and and I didn't think that uh, there was uh, that much. Uh, I was kind of surprised that you know they're, um, you know they're blocking um, <laughs> quote yeah. in air quotes potentially risky reservation attempts. Oh yeah, it's I it's never known that. It's actually a huge problem. Um, uh, in my parents' neighborhood, there are. I think currently six houses that are Airbnb mm-hmm. and they oftentimes get rented out for big parties because mm-hmm. they're on the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they get loud. And so uh, I gave my father the support number for Airbnb and said, when it happens, mm-hmm. call and document the date and time uh, because right. they are not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to rent a house for a house party. Um, okay. It's, it is against the Airbnb, uh, TOS plain and simple. You cannot rent a house for a house party. So it makes sense if you're under 25 and you're renting a place in your own neighborhood, you're renting it for a house party. That's not a staycation or anything. Mm -hmm. That is a house party. It's actually pretty clever. I wouldn't have thought about that. Yeah. Well, I noticed that I was looking, um, looking at Airbnb actually, Whatever reason, I was looking to um, do a reservation for for Vegas for uh, CES, yeah. and some of the houses do do say does it, you know it's not used for for parties, mm-hmm. um, and also some of them says you know we have neighbor we have neighbors and you know be mindful of them. Mm-hmm. So, okay, that makes sense. We uh we did one when we did um, our final collision conference in uh, Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did an Airbnb. It was a great experience. The woman who owned it was was wonderful, um, but she said, uh, "Not all of the people have been that who have rented." Mm. Um, she and I got along great. It was a, a wonderful experience, <clears throat> but she said, "Not everybody who rents is uh, forward about what is going on." Right. <laughs> yeah, right from the beginning, I said, "You know, we're a we're a, you know TV crew. We're coming in to do a conference and." Uh, we will spend very little time there. And when we are, we will be unconscious. Right. <laughs> because conferences are very long weeks. Mm-hmm. He's like, great. That is, you are the ideal person. Because sometimes people will have big old parties. And uh, mm-hmm. it's terrible. Yeah, I'll definitely, I don't have to look into it because um, maybe, maybe I'll look into it for, for CS. just Because I was at the plaza and I just crashed. So... Not that this is an advertisement for hotels.com, but uh, also check them out. Uh, They have, um, they have private listings now and uh, we've rented a private listing in uh, Houston from them. Okay. Real well. Plus you get your, plus you get your, your uh, credits for your free nights through them, which you don't through Airbnb. Oh, okay. Not, not an ad for it. Do we not affiliate with them at all? I just use hotels.com all the time for my bookings. Because so much cheaper. 
I'll tell you about that. Stay 10 nights, get one free. When you're doing three or four hotel rooms in uh, in Vegas for seven, 10 days, get a lot of free nights real quick. <laughs> well, I'll, well, I'll tell you about something later when we get done off, <laughs> off air for something that I'll say that, that helped me greatly in saving money. And I'll, I'll tell you about that oh, when nice. we get off air. We'll get off here. All right. Next up, um, speaking of Facebook that we that uh, we dissected earlier, um, former President Donald Trump, who has complained about censorship by social media giants, filed class action lawsuits on Wednesday against Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey, and Google CEO Sundar Pichai. Uh, he announced at an 11 a.m. press conference on Wednesday that he is the lead class representative in a lawsuit being filed with the Southern District of Florida. Um, the filing, Trump says, seeks immediate injunction relief to allow the prompt restoration of the social media accounts. He has he also said he is asking the court to impose, quote, punitive damages on the three social media giants, Facebook and Twitter. I imagine um, it hasn't been reported, but they have declined to comment. No kidding. So, so yeah. So because it, it would be against. It would be the world's worst idea for them to to comment on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when I, I there, first, I think this this lawsuit is laughable. However, there's he. I watched watched the announcement on C-SPAN, and I, we're not going to go into the political realm um, rabbit hole, but there are some points to be made as far as free speech, but also he mentioned about Section Two Thirty. Mm-hmm. So, I so it's laughable. So I don't know <laughs> how the suit's going to go. I don't know if there's. I don't think there's a chance in the hell that's going. That's going to. He's going to get get money out of it. However, I just still believe no, because no attorney, no attorney on the planet would put him in a deposition in a deposition room. Right, but uh, it kind of screams. But it kind of screams again. I'm like, again, we're not going in politics, but it just seems to me there's a lot of like, it's all about free free speech, which all Americans are entitled to. But then he's bringing up Section 230, where Facebook is a platform and Twitter is a platform and YouTube is a platform. This podcast is on. So hopefully it won't get taken down. (laughs) But you know, I always believe like if I don't agree with something, I should be able to say what I believe in. Mm-hmm. And Twitter as well, I should be able to say something, you know, that I believe in. And that, you know, I may, you may disagree with something and vice versa. But it just seems to me that I'm not, again, I'm not, there's two sides of the coin. I'm not going saying, okay, he's right or he's, or he's wrong. I just think that there's some type of, there's a little bit of a, there's something that maybe needs to be looked into. Yeah, there, there's a number of issues that need to be looked into. I, I, I listened to a thing uh, by a a Harvard grad graduate constitutional attorney. Mm-hmm. That's um, deep. yeah. So I mean, th- like this is the person to listen to, and they said, "Here are the things. First, the filing is not great." But, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, the, the claim for First Amendment protection does have an argument because, yes, the First Amendment applies to 
the government, not to private entities. But when a private entity acts on behalf of um, a government representative, they now fall under the classification of the First Amendment. There are about a dozen uh, Supreme Court cases uh, on this particular topic. Um, And so on the 6th, um, you had a dozen or so members of the House and the Senate who all uh, publicly asked Facebook, Twitter, and Google to ban him. Mm-hmm. And then they did, mm-hmm. which puts them squarely in that questionable case of right. were they acting on behest of the government, right. in which case they have to follow the First Amendment, meaning they couldn't have done what they did. Right. So there is some constitutional um, uh, standing in Trump's favor here. Mm-hmm. Um, the mention of 230 was probably a mistake um, in that 230 is a disaster and nobody wants to touch it. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to touch it. The courts don't. The House and Senate don't. Right. Neither president wanted to do anything. Neither Biden nor Trump wanted mm-hmm. to. They want both want to talk about it, but neither wants to do anything about it. Right. So everybody wants to stay away from it because it's a minefield because 230 is an absolute disaster. It's right. written so poorly mm-hmm. and under it. Technically, none of these companies apply as as under protection because all of them have actively removed content um that was not illegal Mm -hmm. and as soon as you do that you technically let go of your protection but do you (laughs) because the wording sucks Mm -hmm. so mentioning 230 was probably a mistake if he wanted to go down the first the attorney said if he wants to go down the first amendment path um it would probably be a win in the supreme court but right nobody on the planet no attorney on the planet including rudy is going to put Trump in a deposition room. So the defendants, if they keep that in mind, they may be able to squish this. And one of the end, he introduced the- Which I know is the wrong verb. I know it's squash, but Mm -hmm. squish is a funnier word, and I like to say it better. I like like squish. And he brought up a teacher where she spoke about, she spoke about, and I don't know if it's true or not, um, where she spoke about, her kid her kid's not wearing a mask and allegedly her account got pulled so it's happened a number of times it's okay filing this as a class action mm-hmm. is brilliant mm-hmm. um because he's gonna have people who have active suits against these companies um steven crowder is a great example mm-hmm. um he has active lawsuits against uh facebook twitter and google um all separately. And so he's going to get support from, from Crowder, um, who is a much better person to put in a deposition room mm-hmm. <laughs> than, than he is. Uh, so filing as a class action means that they could put somebody who would do better on a witness stand or, <laughs> or in a deposition room uh, as kind of the voice of the movement, uh, which would be, good for them because you know i've been following the crowder thing i follow a lot of things for those who are listening or watching i follow a lot of things because i am 
fascinated by the weird stuff that's happening with big tech. Um, and the, the Crowder story is interesting. Google threatened to close his YouTube account and Twitter suspended him for reading from the CDC's website. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at... <laughs> Which is obviously not great. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at wallstreetjournal.com right now. Um, and it's, yeah, it says here, Jennifer Horton, a Michigan school teacher, was banned from Facebook for sharing an article questioning whether mandatory masks for young children are healthy. And the article but, quoted the CDC. Right. And later, when her brother went missing, she was unable to use Facebook to get the word out. Um, Colorado. That's right. I had forgotten Co about that part. Yeah. Um, Colorado physician Kelly Victory was the platform by YouTube. She made a video for her church explaining how to hold how to hold server safely. So, I mean, you know, again, it's yeah. I, I'm just like when when sites like Facebook and YouTube censor doctors talking about medical stuff. Mm -hmm. Now we're in trouble, mm -hmm. especially when they promote somebody like Bill Gates, who's not a doctor, talking about medical stuff. Everybody. Everybody in the world who has ever interacted with me in any way, shape, or form knows that I am a huge Microsoft supporter. I literally have a set over here designed after the Windows 8 start screen. Uh, and, and I'll say the idea of Bill Gates talking about medical stuff scares me because <clears throat> he's barely a software engineer, let alone a medical doctor. Mm-hmm. And they were taking videos down by by medical doctors from the Mayo Clinic. That so you know there's arguments to be made, right? Mm -hmm. That it there's definitely enough standing to take this to a court. There's likely enough standing to put this in front of the Supreme Court at some point. Um, but but more importantly, there's a possibility of making enough noise heading towards the courts mm -hmm. that Congress might respond because as we've said before the one thing that the left and the right seem to be able to agree on is that these three companies suck mm -hmm. <laughs> agreed. <laughs> agreed so do you think that do you think that this lawsuit will hold i mean be, i mean obviously going to supreme court but do you think that this will do you think that you know google and twitter and facebook and say okay here's billions of dollars and you know no. No, exactly. And literally, he said there something about trillions in damages. Mm -hmm. No, mm -hmm. yeah. But do I think that that's the point? No, no. I think the point is to make enough noise mm -hmm. uh, to potentially bring change about. Which, like him or hate him, mm -hmm. the one thing I think everybody can say is that Trump knows how to make enough noise to to get wheels moving right yeah because i'm not a fan of the person <laughs> um but i know for a fact he can get wheels moving right because what, what do they say the squeaky wheel gets the grease right <laughs> <laughs> right he knows how to squeak pretty loud <laughs> I agree also too about my my whole thing is that I'm on the side of you know I'm kind of torn because yes he he was president however you know I you know he 
he basically says it was on his mind. I mean, he did that before he was president, way before he was president. You know, he said it was on his mind. And he was, you know, he had a popular TV show for, for years, The Apprentice, that like were like that was like the highest rated show oh. in TV in, history. In fairness, The Apprentice wasn't terribly successful. It wasn't until they changed it to the celebrity apprentice that Agreed. it became a success. <laughs> I agree. The apprentice agree. was okay. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. I definitely agree on that. But, but the celebrity apprentice was was a commercial success. Yeah. Absolutely. You're right about that. Yeah. So I just think that I'm just like kind of torn when I saw that, you know, the thing that, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just going to like, we're just going to see, you know, keep an he's, eye to see what's going to happen. He's pointing out a legitimate problem. There are a lot of people who mm-hmm. are afraid. I mean, the fact that, that a political comedy show gets a hard strike on YouTube because they read the FCC, the, the CDC's website mm-hmm. and the hard strike was about medical misinformation mm-hmm. reading the CDC's website. Uh, problem. <laughs> yeah, that that's a problem. So he, he's definitely pointing to a legitimate problem, right? But what does it mean? We don't know, but this gives the ability to investigate what it means. Mm-hmm. Um, this opens up the ability because there's no way this gets kicked at summary judgment, which mm-hmm. means that um, uh, the next stage is discovery, which is what this is really about. I think, I think this is about the discovery phase and being able to uh, get inside and see statistics to be able to prove a point. Yeah. And I think that's exclusively what it is. I don't think the courts end up having anything to do with this except giving discovery to be able to uh, move in Congress. That's my theory. Mm-hmm. Is that's what's the what the end result of all of this is? All right. Well, we'll see if we'll see. If, we'll oh, there, see. there are so many possible ways this thing plays out. Mm-hmm. But, but that's my current theory. I I just think that you know they're not you know Google's going to probably um, probably counter sue him on a host of things. <clears throat> so defamation would be. And that's their, one of them. their best play. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know that they could prevent that from getting kicked at summary, though. Mm-hmm. But they're going to do it. But I think that yeah. I think it's their best yeah. play. But I don't think it works. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Speaking of other Google news, a little bit of Google news. Um, Google has removed nine apps from the Play Store after Dr. Webb's researchers um, found they were actually Trojan stealing users' Facebook passwords. Uh-huh. The list includes. Of course they were. Listen to these app names. <laughs> right. Processing photo, app lock keep, rubbish cleaner. I use that back in the day. Don't do don't download that. It's a it's a bad app. <laughs> I, I did. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um horoscope daily, horoscope pie, app lock manager, locket manage locket master, inwell inwell fitness, and PIP photo. The developers of these apps have often been banned for violating Google's Play Store policies. Processing Photo, now listen, as Processing Photo was the most popular of nine apps and was downloaded over 500,000 times. All the apps tricked users by prompting them to log into their Facebook accounts and disable app ad, disable in-app ads. Once the user agreed, the apps will load the legitimate Facebook login, login form into WebView and hijack the login credentials using a JavaScript code received from the command server. 
the JavaScript code would then pass stolen login, stolen login password to Trojan apps, which then transfer, transferred it to command server, along with cookies from the current authorization session. Yeah. 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 So if, you, if you have one of these apps, including That's... Rubbish Cleaner, delete it, <laughs> uninstall it. That has been a common trick long before Facebook. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this has been a common trick for stealing uh, login credentials for decades. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's literally nothing new about this. There's, it's a keylogger. Mm -hmm. It's just loaded into the browser. And yep. uh, the Android web view is really easy to do that with is you can inject JavaScript after the page loads. So you load the page, hidden, you load the login page in a hidden web view, it reports that it's loaded, you inject your JavaScript, and you show it. Nobody knows that anything's been injected. You put in your username and password, hit go, it goes through all the same process, it gives you the, log the website up at the top. Mm -hmm. You go through your thing all along, it's watching you type. Do, 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 do. You <laughs> Mm -hmm. saving it all yep. it's pretty easy mm -hmm. it's not good No, no. <laughs> it's the reason why if you're on a mobile device and somebody wants you to log in with Facebook and it doesn't open the app if it doesn't open the app or give you a dialogue that says do you want to open the app to authenticate it's not real don't do it yep. always use the app because they can't key log that way yeah, and like I said, I use Rubbish Cleaner. Um, for, to be honest, I think I had it for um, for for my BlackBerry tour <clears throat> years ago, and I didn't. And for whatever Jesus. reason, yeah. <laughs> what are I, the chances? It's even the same group. It doesn't seem likely. I don't. It seems honest, like this is somebody who hijacked a name from a company that doesn't exist anymore. Maybe a decade later. Maybe I mean, and I remember, like I said, I remember the, I remember the, 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 the app and. And for whatever reason, I had someone I remember reading about it and went online or somewhere where they recommended it as a good app. I'm like, oh, what the hell? I'll download it. It worked somewhat okay, and but then it crashed and I got rid of it. So the app, not the not the BlackBerry, but yeah, that's well, eventually both. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Other Google news: the Pixel 5a 5G. This is uh, Google's mid-range counterpart. Last year's Pixel 5 has been spotted in the FCC database, suggesting a release may not be far away. This is from Android Police, which first saw the two listings, reporting that none specifically mentioned the name, quote, Pixel 5a, but that at least one of the three model numbers, GROM2, lines up with previous reports about the barely announced phone. Uh, Android Police is also speculating that one of the modes G1F8F is the version of the phone destined for release in the U.S. based on its wireless frequency bands, but it reports that this version doesn't offer support for MMWave 5G networks. In contrast, the Pixel 4a 5G offer, offered MMWave support when used with compatible carriers. The other two models could be the phone's inter international versions. The listings don't offer many new details. Compared to what's already been in the room about the phone, the Pixel 5a will reportedly be powered by a Qualcomm Snapdragon 765G processor. We'll have a will be equipped with a 6.2 inch OLED 1080 display, and we'll and and which is which I'm happy about. 
includes a headphone jack like pre Google's previous Acer Pixels. Woohoo! <laughs> There's two rear cameras that are, that are expected, a main camera and ultra wide. Now I'm looking forward to it because A, because the the headphone jack, but B he said A. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because yeah, <laughs> Google Pixel Five B, right? <laughs> but also, yeah, that's the main. That's the main reason why. Uh, yeah, the main reason why, and also, and I have a Pixel. I'll show for you guys are watching live. Um, I'm I have a Pixel Three XL. So I'm definitely up. I'm definitely. You've been waiting for a Five A. You have said it so many times. <laughs> you have been waiting for a 5A <laughs> with bated breath. Yes, yes. So I am definitely going to pull the trigger. I've been waiting. You're right. <clears throat> I've been talking about this for like past several months. <clears throat> if not Since the 5 so. was announced. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, well, I'm... It's nice to see somebody still putting a headphone jack because uh, nothing I have does anymore, mm -hmm. and it makes me sad. Mm -hmm. We uh, we've been working on a a car for Alante, who's one of our our CES uh, crew, and uh, he the the phone that he's switching to doesn't have a headphone jack mm -hmm. either, and so. Here we are, mm -hmm. trying to figure out. We got a little Bluetooth thing to go into the aux. And, uh, such a pain. Mm -hmm. Hook up a cable. <laughs> yep. I miss headphone jacks. So simple. And yep. Here we are. <laughs> yep. I'm a ha I'm a happy puppy. I I love it. I am a happy puppy, and you know what? I can you be able to use these headphones or the other ones I have. Oh. I am so happy. I cannot wait. <laughs> uh, all right. Other news this week, starting in 2022, Universal Movies will be available on Peacock first instead of HBO. That means the next Jurassic World and new Halloween movie will make their TV debut on the streaming service, also owned by its parent company, Comcast. According to Variety and the Wall Street Journal, Universal Films will appear exclusively on Peacock for streaming within four months after a theatrical release, as well as the as well as within the final four months of an 18-month window. Those 10 months in between, the films will be licensed to, to around two to three three additional partners, <clears throat> excuse me, though none of them will have exclusive rights to movies. That changed three days after this press release. Oh, it did? Okay. Yes, we will be talking about this tomorrow on F5 Live. Okay. Um cool. Uh they signed a deal with Amazon. They will be prime exclusives in the in the interim window. Uh, starting in 2022, all Universal films will go to uh, prime video after the Peacock exclusivity. Breaking news. Yep. All right. Breaking that, news. That was that like they they threw everybody off because they're like, oh, we're working with two or three partners. And then mm -hmm. three days later, they're like, oh, by the way, those two or three partners are all Amazon Prime Video. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, this we should have a. <laughs> what we should do is um, have a breaking news. Because uh... <laughs> <laughs> I just found this out just now. <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. 
All right. So more on that tomorrow night. Um, still be at, be at nine at nine, right? Yes. Okay. Nine PM Eastern. Okay. Cool. All right. So definitely, I'll definitely tune in uh, tomorrow night. All right. And finally, and you know, it's a it's an interesting topic, right? Because mm-hmm. because Peacock has always been, and this is kind of the the tone of the story that we'll be talking about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Peacock has been the weird one, mm-hmm. right? They are the ones who went, we're going to have a freemium model like Hulu used to. Mm-hmm. Oh, nobody else is doing that. And now they're going, oh, yeah, our parent company isn't going to strong arm you <laughs> into subscribing to Peacock if you want to watch its films. It's going to uh, work with Amazon, which you probably already have. <laughs> uh, so, you know, Disney has been very strong arm and i use those two as my example because disney and it uh hulu was created by uh abc nbc and fox mm-hmm. two of them are now disney and one of them is now comcast they weren't when hulu started um so they're the two companies that started as as uh hulu mm. comcast has continued the original hulu vision of a freemium service with ad supported model and then a paid and an ad free above it. Whereas Disney has gone, well, Disney super, <laughs> super, super strong arm. Disney is definitely the apple of the media world. They've strong, you know, they're strong arming people. Marvel films are whoop gone. They're on Disney plus right. uh, and Universal's going now, you know what? We're going to put, we'll have an exclusivity on our own platform. Then we're going to give them to, to Amazon for a while. Okay. Yeah. Peacock's been the weirdo mm-hmm. in the industry. And I like it because uh, Peacock's are weird and they've, <laughs> they've leaned into it. And I like it. I like, I like what they're doing over there. And the fact that they're not trying to strong arm, you know, the way Paramount CBS Viacom or Disney are trying to do it's, it's a, I think it's a better strategy. Yeah, and it's also good too. Maybe is that they're offering, they're doing going things not a different route, but they're offering it to other partners. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, like I said, it's breaking news that you're listening and watching right now. So definitely, definitely tune in uh, tomorrow night um, about it because you know. I, that just blew me away. I just blew, that just like totally blew me away for, for a second. Cool. All right. All right. <clears throat> and finally, so we haven't had a and finally segment in the past couple of weeks. And this has been a weird episode <laughs> and fun too. It's, it's gonna get weirder. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna screw this story up for you too. Go ahead. Oh, oh no. All right. Early this year, uh, a nearly perfect copy of Super Mario Brothers for the NES sold for six hundred thousand dollars. Now Three months later, The Legend of Zelda has shattered that record. On Friday, a rare early production version of the NES Classic sold for $870,000 at auction. Um, Outside of a single copy from its original manufacturing run, it's believed the game game that sold this week is one of the highest, earliest, earliest known sealed copies of The Legend of Zelda in existence. According to Heritage Auctions, the card sold on Friday comes from the game's, quote, from the NES R production run. Nintendo only made that version of the game for a handful of months in late 1987. 
the auction house said of the game before they went on sale, quote, essentially this copy is the earliest sealed copy one can realistically hope to obtain. And something tells me <laughs> you're going to top this one. <laughs> I am. Oh, boy. So, <laughs> earlier today, uh, a sealed copy of the 1996 Super Mario 64 sold also through Heritage Auctions for $1.56 million. Wow. That wait. happened, I think, two hours ago. So well, the fact that that you missed it is fine. A okay. lot I wouldn't have known about it if Alante and I hadn't been uh like wandering the web before the show. He's like, hey, um, what was the record? Why? Because yeah. uh, Super Mario 64 just went for 1.56 million. Like, well, that record stuck around for a while, didn't it? Yep. Less than 48 hours. <laughs> oh, my God. Or less than, yeah. Wow. Because it was Friday night, I think, that the that the Zelda game sold. And it was mm -hmm. late, uh, early evening, late afternoon, early evening mm. for uh, for Super Mario 64. So I think less than 48 hours. Am I moving Mm -mm. Okay. No, you're good. No, oh, I, I am I, moving. No, oh, now I am. Good. You are now. You were frozen like a second ago. I was just <laughs> okay. Good. Just making sure because okay. it was a weird look on my face. It was kind right. of fun. <laughs> but yeah, less than two days, less than forty-eight hours. Wow. And it almost doubled. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Uh, why would anyone to? Well, I, I always question people sometimes and. <laughs> actually all the time and wow, for sure <laughs> but this questions why someone would buy a game that that's going to be in its case and yeah Co collectibles are on the rise um thanks to nfts Mm -hmm. um, and people going, oh yeah, I had forgotten about collectibles. NFTs are stupid. I want real things. Oh, well, don't go into NFTs uh, again. <laughs> which is which is basically what's happened, right? Yeah. NFTs got popular for about forty five minutes, and then people remembered that collectibles were a thing, and so people have gotten back into collectibles. Trading cards are are up. Uh, video games are up, obviously, um, and so yeah. Uh, I think it's all about NFTs and the complete disappointment that that stupid idea was <laughs> and uh, people getting back into physical collectibles. Um, the Legend of Zelda game was uh, scored at a 9.0 mm -hmm. uh, on a scale of 10 uh, with 10 being a perfect, un uh, a perfect sealed untouched product and a zero being um you know, it's been chewed on by a toddler. <laughs> um, uh, so the Legend of Zelda was scored at a nine and uh, the Super Mario 64 was scored at a 9.8. Almost a perfect untouched wow. by human hands uh, product. Wow. Yeah. I just. So, I, so, I mean, that's a 25 year old product that's scored at a 9.8. That has been lovingly taken care of. The Zelda mm. game was found somewhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it it feels like maybe that was found somewhere. And they're like, oh, this is sealed. We should look into this. And the other one was somebody who lovingly took care of it for mm. 25 years. 
Well, gl- God bless him or her because I mean, whatever happened to <laughs> like comic books back in the day? Mm-hmm. You know, you had yeah, you- those. And you don't want to see the condition of my Super Mario 64. It's not a 9.8, I can tell you. It's way closer to that chewed on by a toddler. <laughs> or chewed on by a dog. <laughs> Pre-teens, probably. But <laughs> okay. Fair the, enough. <laughs> the youth group was weird to their video games. Mm-hmm. I, I, No, I second that. I second that. I second that. All right. With that, that is the tech news for this week for Sunday, uh, July 11th. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. Show notes from this episode can be found at gncweekly.com. Also, be sure to check out the latest tech news and commentary from geeknewscentral.com. And be sure to tune in Mondays and Thursday evenings at uh, geeknewscentral.com the Geek News Central podcast. And then be sure to uh, watch and tune in at gncweekly.com slash live on Friday evenings, 8 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> we'll definitely do that. Um, and it's occasionally, we may have to do a Sunday evening, which is, which is fine. Um, so please be sure to like and subscribe to the GNC WIR channel on YouTube. Also, please make sure to like, click on the bell and always like the notifications so you will not miss the next episode. Also, be sure to, to share this episode with people you know so they can check out the podcast also. Uh, also, please be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite uh, favorite podcast app. And be sure to tune in F five F5, F5 Refresh Technology tomorrow evening, 9 p.m. Eastern with Scott and Aaron Pilch at f5live.tv slash join us. Or be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. If you have a comment on this week's episode, if you have a favorite, uh, <laughs> still have your video games still in storage, <laughs> um, we'd love to hear from them. Um, head on over to gncweekly.com slash connect and connect via email, Twitter, or Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Kirk. Corliss Scott is on Twitter at Triple T M A B O. Till the next episode of GNC Week in Review. So long. Ciao.